letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Thursday's WCCO All Local, I'm Susie Jones. Today's stories include a proposal from Congressman Dean Phillips to prevent adolescent overdoses and more on the crackdown against gang members in Minneapolis. We'll begin in Minneapolis, where a brand new Taste of Minnesota will be held this summer. Mayor Jacob Bry with a message that the city is on a big rebound. This is a big deal for Minneapolis. This is a big deal for Minnesota. It's coming back. Thank you so much. Let's keep the momentum going. We're here on Nicollet Mall, and the Taste of Minnesota is back. A free celebration of music and food is coming to Nicolette Mall on July 2nd through the 3rd. The headline musical acts confirmed are Third Eye Blind, Uncle Cracker, and Big Boy from Outcast. Minneapolis will be providing free bus rides to and from the event that was traditionally in St. Paul each year. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. A new plan brought forth by Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips is aiming to make Narcan readily available in schools nationwide. Under the proposal, schools could apply for existing funding to stock up on Narcan to treat opioid overdoses. Some schools have it, some don't. Some have it with their SRO, their resource officer. This authorizes schools to procure it, have it in their nursing stations, so uh, trained professionals that can administer it. Minnesota Congressman Dean Phillips telling Vanita Sakhar in the WCCO Morning News that about 1,000 adolescents died from fentanyl and opioid-related overdoses overdoses last year and that Narcan's had an impact on young lives locally. The Bloomington School District has saved two lives by using Narcan on students who have overdosed and it's just it's saving lives. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. 45 people are indicted in a massive crackdown on gang members in Minneapolis. Year after forming a new federal violent crime initiative to address the unprecedented violence in the city, he says prosecutors used the RICO Act to charge a variety of members of the Highs and Lows gang who mostly operate in North Minneapolis and the Bloods in South Minneapolis. They're afraid of federal charges. They're afraid of RICO charges. They specifically talk about RICO. But unchecked, they engage in this unrelenting violence. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara says this is just the beginning. To be clear, If you choose to engage in this behavior, all of collective law enforcement in Minneapolis will not refrain from using the full force of the law available to hold you accountable. Luger says all but two of the indicted gang members are in custody. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. So could the feds using the RICO statute to prosecute be sending a message? Mitchell Hamlin Law Professor Rick Petrie. At least on the surface, it appears to have the possibility of the federal government overreaching, right, stepping into the territory that's typically reserved for state prosecutions. Politically, is somebody trying to send a message that we're going to be tough on crime? That's what it seems like. Petrie with Jason DeRussia yesterday. Minnesota does have its own RICO statute that acts as a complement to the federal RICO laws. The Twin Cities needs more housing, and with more Minneapolis businesses adopting a work-from-home model, downtown office towers are being transformed into living spaces. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry says the lack of office space occupancy creates a solution to the housing needs of the city. People just aren't coming into work as much. And with that, we want to make sure that the existing space that we've got and the space isn't filled is 
utilized. Although lots of effort on the part of the city will go into transforming locations like the North Star Center building, Mayor Fry states that plans to renovate multiple buildings are in the works. The North Star East project, that, that's already happening now. There's a number of other buildings that I have a feeling could move in that direction that I can't announce yet. Renovations on the North Star Center building begin next week to help meet the demand. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. A teenage boy facing a felony charge for possession of a dangerous weapon on school property after police say he brought a loaded gun into Mankato West yesterday. Police were called to the school around 10 o'clock on a report that a 16-year-old had, con- had a concealed weapon. No one was hurt. Police say the student never threatened anybody. The late Purple One will have a stretch of highway named after him following a vote by Minnesota lawmakers. The move will mean that the highway that runs past Prince's Paisley Park Museum and Studios will read Prince Rogers Nelson Memorial Highway. The idea came from longtime friend of Prince and Paisley Park employee Mark Webster, who says this is the perfect way to honor him. Prince never asked nobody for anything. I think this is one of the greatest gifts we can give him. Um, The city of Chanhans, the state of Minnesota, and the world, he deserves every bit of this. The governor is expected to sign the bill, and the new purple signs should be in place later this summer. I'm Steve Simpson. Tonight, the 35W Bridge will be lit up, followed by several landmarks around the city, including U.S. Bank Stadium, Target Field, and Capella Tower tomorrow night. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and it comes at a time when adolescents in particular are struggling. Data suggests one in six youth experience a mental health condition each year, but only half receive treatment. July marks one year since Minnesota joined other states in rolling out the 988 Mental Health Crisis Lifeline. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO.